Welcome to the IBS Views podcast. I'm Sinova Kolostiak, and in this episode, I've sat down with Brian Hanrahan, Chief Commercial Officer of Centennial, the parent company of NewPay, to talk about NewPay and consumer adoption of open banking. Brian, do you want to start with telling me about NewPay and your open banking payments platform? Yeah, certainly. So NewPay is a payments business. It's uh, grown out of a large payment processing company called Centennial. And then, you know, we're really uh, with NuaPay, you know, trying to really just change the way people pay and get paid. And we felt there was a, a lot of room for improvement in that area. And we've used changes in the space, um, like open banking, to kind of modernize what's available. And, you know, we feel there's a really nice opportunity here for both consumers and businesses to make a move over to open banking payment methods. And um, the nice thing about open banking is, particularly in, in some of the early adopter countries like the UK, the payer experience on mobile in particular is pretty much best in class. It's a uh, you know, zero data entry and biometric based approach. So, you know, it kind of sounds quite technical, but what it means in practice is that from your phone, you can click to pay for something on, uh, online and complete the transaction without keying in anything within usually one, two or three clicks and, uh, and it's done. Uh, basically connecting to the bank account of the customer um, and uh, automating all of that process. So pretty compelling for a consumer just in the convenience front. And then on the, the business's side or perspective, this gets them to uh, a place where they avoid a lot of the costs of the traditional payment options like cards. Um, so they have a, a massive saving. They get their money faster um, and they get much better security over the uh, open banking payment rail. So that's kind of a big focus for us at the moment. And we've kind of built that into our wider family of products in the account-to-account payment space. Um, you know, so we've rounded it out, but open banking is the big push these days. And um, yeah, today we are going to focus on the um, consumer adoption side of open banking and adoption does seem to be the last hurdle that needs to be overcome, at least in the UK. So what can be done to achieve mass adoption? Yeah, so, you know, like open banking is, um, I think the UK is ahead of um, a lot of other countries and in terms of the pure open banking uptake. And, you know, I think uh, in May there was um, approximately 420 million um, API calls um, using open banking. Um, a lot of that on the data side, but kind of a reasonable number on the payment side now and a growing number. Like the consumer adoption aspect is people don't tend to you know, know or care that they're using open banking. It tends to be driven by a kind of a more personal purpose. Um, so they're trying to, for example, apply for a new mortgage um, and they're using open banking to complete the application form rather than keying in data or uploading PDFs of bank statements, you know, so it's automating and streamlining a process like that. And the same thing, uh, a lot of the open banking payment growth in recent times was due to uh, the availability of the Captain Tom charity drive. Mm -hmm. You know, that caused a big spike in open banking payments in April, just purely because the payment option was available in that checkout experience. You know, that's a big factor in the payment side of open banking taking longer to grow. It is growing now, but there's a lot of players in the chain in payments to make a payment option you know, work. You have to have basically a network there. You've got to have payment companies distributing it. 
Um, and then ultimately you had to have businesses and merchants putting it in front of consumers. And then um, each layer of that has taken time to ready itself. So over the last two or three years, we've been working with a lot of other payment businesses to get their open banking payment product into market. So we've made some big announcements around that and, and others have made announcements. So you've seen people like Warpay come out, you've seen Elevon announce their partnership with us as well. You know, so that layer of the supply side getting ready has taken time and you know, still very actively scrambling actually now in, in some cases to, to get ready with a proposition. And then the merchants take a while to put it in place. So there's some really interesting businesses or merchants putting this option into their shopping carts and checkout flows at the moment. So you know, we're boarding a number of large merchants. There's some airlines that have gone public before and then some of the players in the charity space. So you know, we've made some announcements uh, with people like Fusion Telecom around the telco industry and call center payments. You know, we've also made some announcements with a fellow and, and before that things in the charity space, you know, where campaigns like Children in Need and um, we're starting to accept open banking payments late last year. You know, so I think the consumers can only choose this payment option if it's put in front of them. And mm-hmm. more and more merchants and uh, businesses are starting to to do that. And I think the Captain Tom campaign shows that actually when it's in the right place, you know, it, it's quite an attractive option for consumers. So yeah, basically it's up to the merchants now. So if they have the options, then that will again lead to bigger adoption from consumers. Yeah, exactly. The, the option has to be put in front of the consumers. And then obviously, you know, in, in the end, it has to be attractive to them. But, um, you know, I think in the UK in particular, the way the schemes are designed and, you know, everything is, is operating in a kind of a mobile centric, pretty frictionless experience. That's quite attractive to consumers. We, we get a lot of people who literally say that they, they don't like to have to take a card out of their wallet or purse or their card is upstairs and they're trying to check out of a shopping cart while they're sitting on the couch or on a train. There's a really compelling proposition to consumers in that mobile you know, situation for open banking. So I think they just need to be given the option and then know what it is, of course, because it's new, to see then the ramp up taking further or gaining further pace. So in terms of partnerships, you mentioned a few. You've also got the payments initiation project with the UK government. So there's that and then also the partnership you mentioned with Fellow to reduce payments processing costs to charities. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, how you choose your charities and also what those charities or what those projects will do uh, for adoption? Yeah, the UK government is quite impressive, actually. They, they've um, really driven open banking and I would say fintech more generally for a number of years. So um, they're kind of at the forefront of the global um, movement. And, you know, what they did last year was they added a, I suppose, a category in their um process, kind of like a tender type process to select approved providers for open banking payment initiation. You know, we were, you know, went through that process and we're fortunate enough to be one of the selected parties there. But um, what they're now doing is, you know, all of the, basically all of the major government departments and units are um, looking to that list of players to investigate how they could utilize open banking payments. And for us, it's, it's a huge stage or milestone even for the, for the market, because, you know, of course, Government generates a huge number of the total number of payments in in any economy. They receive in tax payments, tolls for all kinds of uh, services, and they also pay out a lot of the payments, benefits, and so on. Um, so huge users of the rails, and then um, they also have a very interesting dynamic with the the pay.
payer, and um, because of course you know the only person you can pay your taxes to is you know is, is the government, and um, so it's not as if you have you know, huge amounts of choice. So they tend to be able to get people to adopt things as maybe a first mover much more easily than a general e-commerce merchant. So um, you know, I think it's it's really key consumers get to experience this by paying their taxes or whatever. You know, they'll then come to like and know the advantages that open banking payments bring, um, and it also just brings scale to the space. So there's some you know, good projects going on in that area and now we can kind of talk about publicly but i think it's you know really a really positive development for the uk market and i think shows that the uk is going to you know take a lead in the global race here i think with fellow and the charity space so i think fellow would quite happily say that you know they're uh, happy to take on any any charity we think charities in particular are focused on the cost of the payments processing that they um, have to obtain and um you know it's it's obviously really and nice and uh, positive to be able to help them to cut the cost of that administrative charge to help them get the money faster, you know, and hopefully as well make it easier for people to pay uh, money over to those charities, either one-off using open banking or even to sign up to a subscription to donate to the charity on a direct debit, for example. So there's some, you know, really kind of positive use cases there with a nice kind of side benefit, which is the assistance of those charities. And I guess... Where would you like to see the space move? So a year from now, how far will we have come along? Yeah, like I think there's um, there's probably two two aspects to that. You know, one is I think just adoption and um, like the percentage of e-commerce payments that will go over the open banking rails versus the traditional say card rails. There's all kinds of estimates out there from analysts and you know people who are more knowledgeable than, than me about uh, what that kind of curve might look like. Yeah, you know, we see some players like Opum uh, in the past have predicted that you know open banking would present about 30% of e-commerce transactions by uh, 2024. You know, we've got other countries like the Netherlands where this type of payment method is really well established and was put in place 10, 15 years ago. I um, mean, those countries you can see open banking up to about 60, 65% of e-commerce. So, you know, of course, we'd love to see uh, open banking start to move up that curve. And, um, you know, it will be a gradual thing with payments, but uh, equally, you know, some big merchants moving can have a pretty decent impact, uh, you know, fairly quickly. So um, that's one one aspect. I think the other aspect in terms of where we'd like to see it go is you know, the payment is, you know, it's just the beginning, I, I would say, of the potential here. So you can bring some benefits by just you know, moving car transactions over to open banking. But actually where it gets even more interesting is where you start to enrich that with better data, identity services, even people offering credit you know, at the point of sale. And all of those, um, I suppose, extra layers that would make it a lot easier for the consumer and, uh, and also a lot more valuable to the businesses involved are all coming down the track. Actually, there's some really interesting work going on at a kind of an industry level. There's some interesting stuff happening at a proprietary product development level and you know we're we'd like to think that we're in the thick of it on both sides that's to me quite a an exciting you know kind of angle here you know this is probably a potential opportunity to i suppose move the world a little bit forward towards a more real-time integrated and also kind of invisible in the background type of an experience um, rather than using kind of card rails which were designed really for an offline era pieces of plastic with numbers printed on them has been a very valid way to get paid to date, but it's really not the future. You know, everything will be online, probably more and more mobile based on biometric identities and secure authentication rather than, you know, the risks and fraud that comes with the legacy payment methods. 
And uh, lastly, are you able to comment on any future projects and projects you have in the works right now? <laughs> yeah, that's always a, a tricky question. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I would say the trend is, is continuing. So more and more payments businesses, card acquirers, payment service providers, gateways, all of those guys, they're all gearing up now and they're choosing their partners and they're implementing that. So we see great demand there and you know, there's a number of projects that we're working on to get that kind of supply side geared up. There's a lot of other software vendors who like to embed payments inside. The likes of Fusion Telecom is, is one example, but you know, there's a lot of other players like that who we're, we're working with. And then they bring a joined up payment experience between their software and the payment networks by using us as a bridge to do that. So that's a category where we're seeing some really good interest. And then the merchants or businesses is I would say early adopters in, in that category. So it was a, a decent cohort of big uh, merchants, you know, a number of kind of household names that will be going live with, with open banking payments over the next few months and years. We did some research as part of our open banking world series, found that there was a strong majority of merchants at the stage of evaluating their options. And there was really a good level of awareness. And so I think we had 68% of the businesses that we surveyed kind of understand that there was a, you know, a massive benefit from open banking around having greater control. Like 51% replied that they felt that open banking would give an improved customer experience. So I think merchant awareness or business awareness of, of some of the advantages is building. But I think the key thing for those businesses is when they start to see their peers or competitors introduce this and then, you know, then they kind of really mobilize fairly quickly. It's, it's the normal experience on other payment method adoption.